Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Friday night, I just felt uh, the Lord put a scripture on my heart as we're heading in. I've got a couple of scriptures, but this one I really felt Friday night just to kick us into the weekend, which is what we're doing here at Global Heart Church, everybody. And uh, Psalm 146 says this, Joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Look at this, joyful. And I like how it's got but before, because it's letting you know those, a lot of people have got no joy, but... (laughs) It's actually what the psalmist is saying. A lot of people are not happy. A lot of people are not joyous, not happy, not contented. And then he goes, but joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper. Come on, God wants to help you, everybody, whose hope is in the Lord, their God. And look at this. He made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. I love that. That's natural food and spiritual food. Everybody sponsoring children in Rwanda, God bless you. And everything else we're doing here in our community, we're giving food in the natural and in the spiritual in Jesus' name. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord frees the prisoners. You don't have to be behind iron bars to be in prison. Come on, you don't need to be in a jail cell to be in prison. There are so many people right now across our city here and, and beyond who are in prison emotionally, mentally, spiritually in prison. And the Bible teaches us the Lord frees the prisoners. When you come to God and surrender to Him, there's that word. When you come to God and you surrender to Him, the Lord frees you and sets you free and starts you on a journey of freedom. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. Where's all the people who weren't Christians, who were working against God, who were speaking against God? Okay, I have quite a few friends here. (laughs) And then the Lord opens your eyes. You couldn't see God. You couldn't understand God. You couldn't understand the Bible or Christianity. And then the Lord goes, I'm now going to open your eyes as you turn to me. And so you're like, whoa, somebody turned the lights on. You had eternal lights turned on. And, uh, and suddenly you begin to see and begin to understand and the richness of God's Word and the revelation of who He is and the revelation of His Word begins to feed your heart, feed your soul, feed your spirit and begin to free you from the bondages of the past. And by the way, if you go back on that and you take two steps back, remember, listen, God has taken you that far. You may have come back now. Take His hand and go again. Just go again. And don't let the enemy ever take you back because ground has been taken. And sometimes you just got to hold your ground too. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. And really, it's when we come to him. Uh, it's, not, it's not like, hey, the Lord lifts us up. There's a nice poem. It's like, no, come to him and say, Lord, I'm down. Can you lift me? And the Holy Spirit comes and God helps us and begins to lift us in the areas of our life in Jesus' name. You know, it's powerful, everybody, when we serve the Lord and when we're in unity, because together what we're doing is seeing a lot of people set free. And uh, not perfect people, because there is no perfect people. You'll be on a recovery journey if you come from a broken life for the rest of your life, if I be honest, because it's like if you've lived in, you know, if I lived in Germany for 40 years, 
or 20 years or whatever, I would have a lot of German in me, German thinking, German language, German ways of doing things, a bit like Sasha over here, <laughs> half Aussie, half German, confused, doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he totally does. And has been a missionary back to our church there in Germany. But, you know, you will have that, if you like, the residue of that that you will have to work with. And so what you're doing when you've had a broken life, you're working with bringing that to the Lord. And, uh, but you will be a different person to the person who started out on that journey in Jesus' name. We get testimonies all the time of people who've been freed, getting set free. We baptized. Uh, I remember a couple of baptisms ago, one of the guys said to me who has had drug dependency, who now got saved through your giving, us building Global Heart Church. And he said to me, Pastor Jared, See me and that person there and that person, the three of us would be dead without Global Heart Church. He said, I was heading to my next, I would have overdosed. He said, so me and those two, we're alive. He said, can you thank the team here, your people? Just thank them. <laughs> so that's an extreme version, but we've got people with all different Areas of their life that God is able to work in and heal. How many people? How many people here? I don't. Even, I don't. I'm not saying raise your hand. There'd be so many people here would be right now in very big problems, but for God. How many of us would be broke right now, but for God? You may come in broke, but if you follow the Lord, you won't stay broke. <laughs> How many people would be divorced right now and their children paying the price because the enemy goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? And when you're in God's house, you're telling him, you may not devour me. <laughs> you may not. He's devouring families, devouring kids. And, then, and my grandson came up with the headset before. That was my second grandson. And I'm looking going, wow, even again, that decision I made as a nearly 19-year-old all those years ago, here's my grandson now rescued into God's house. And it didn't happen because I wished for it. It's because Sue and I have been praying it, planning it, talking it, working it. <laughs> and I looked at Jordan, too, who I had to confront when he was 13 years old, 14 years old. He told me, I'm not doing church. I said, well, listen, buddy, <laughs> we're called as a family, and you can get in the car now because <laughs> I'm rescuing him. Sometimes you've got to rescue people. You ever seen all the people who are swimmers and you've been at beach with your friends? I went to rescue somebody once, and they nearly drowned me. I was drowning. They would have lived. I was going to be dead. As they push me under. So sometimes in rescuing people, you're going to have a tussle. And uh, it looks like they're taking you out, but it's worth it to save somebody. And uh, so all these things, powerful. What church does is so powerful. And what God's house can do is so incredible. Um, can I just encourage everybody? Here's a few of the things we're doing right now as a church. We've, uh, we've changed our auditorium, the cafe areas. We want you to have a much better experience at church, be able to hang out between the services, which you can now do, have lunch, have morning tea, <laughs> have breakfast, bring a friend, have coffee. The coffee's good. And, uh, and just so you can enjoy and hang out because this is your home. It's a spiritual home. And, it, and we want you to enjoy it. We want you to be at home. We want your friends to be at home. We want your family to be at home. We want, uh, you know, new people who you bring to come and go, hey, I can be at home here. And we want everybody to have like a, a warm experience and feel loved. <laughs> we want you to feel loved through what we've been doing. And so our renovations out here, even the auditorium changes. Uh, everything we're doing is to make everybody have a great experience, but also that you enjoy your spiritual home. 
in Jesus' name, and that we're a great welcome door to everybody who's coming in from the community. So some of the things we've got to do right now, continue to do, and through our Heart for the House offering, is improved acoustic experience. We've got to get tiles up. We've got to add acoustic tiles. Our audio-visual technology, we've got to upgrade that. Our seating we've had since Adam was a boy. We need to look at changing that uh, at some point. We're going to upgrade. Uh, next door is our big uh, next plan, is the building behind us, because... All of our children use next door, parents, you're in there, grandparents, you're in there. And uh, our Bible college is in there. Many of our leadership meetings are happening in there. Playgroups happen. People from the community are in there all week. And uh, we want to make sure that they're having a great experience and it's a great working environment, but not one building is good for all of us. And then, hey, all you people over there, no. <laughs> we want to say, hey, no, it's one, one home, one family. Everybody's being looked after well. And, uh, and so those who use that, as I said, and Global Youth as well, uh, our training, everything that happens in there, we want to just get that up to, the, to a, a great level. And then we've really got a big heart to help children with additional needs or special needs. So uh, there's a lot of parents right now, more and more in our community, who don't have, uh, you know, can't go to church because they've got children with additional needs or special needs. And I'm really grateful to Jordan and Bianca and all of our Global Kids team who we have a bunch of people now who are specifically uh, just focusing and also wanting to help uh, families with children with additional needs, special needs, to be able to come to church so the parents get respite in the services. So through your heart for the house, giving everybody, you're helping us to develop that and uh, develop sensory rooms so the children can come to church, be taught, be loved, but also have experiences that are suitable to where they're at. And uh, thank God for our team who continue to sacrifice with the children. They're doing a brilliant job. They're not babysitting. They're uh, training. They're developing our kids. They're helping our kids. Our kids are having worship and praise experiences, being taught the Word of God with lots of life and fun. And if you go on version, Jordy's on there again at the moment. Uh, if you go to the kids' Bible experience, and you'll see Jordan talking, which last time I think 150,000 kids around the world watched. So Jordan's on version, and uh, they continue to ask him to do different things with them. So have a look at that. But right here in our own home, we've got this blessing of this great kids' team, but we want to extend it to those families who right now would struggle to come to church. Who thinks that's a good idea? I think that is awesome. I think that is awesome. And uh, so, and also to just so you know, we continue to manage our bank loans. We've been paying down our bank loans on both buildings. We'll be debt free. I don't think it'll be too far away, really, in Jesus' name. But we still need to hit our mortgages down. There's things that we need to do. And as we hit it here, it's releasing us to be able to help Zambia, Germany, Melbourne to do what God's called them to do. Because, and also, uh, we've got. More churches, more family we need to be planning around the world, but it's not going to happen because we wish for it. It's because it's going to happen because we understand our life is important, that you use your life, your finances as a steward. I don't own anything. The Bible tells us God owns everything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I came in with nothing. I'm leaving with nothing. And here's your birth date. Here's the day we die and leave the planet. And in the middle, there's a little dash and that dash is not meant to be a dash of nothing. It's meant to be the dash of your life of influence. And one of the great ways as a church we can use our life is to give and to serve and to sow and to help others both here and around the world in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So come on, stewards. Let's steward together. And uh, as we do, God's going to do something incredible. And uh, you'll, you'll find your heart for the house giving slip on your seat. 
And some of the ways we just broke it down uh, as we're going along, so you can just see the giving, how to do it, how we can hit our goal of 400,000 is, uh, you guys got that? Yeah. If eight people gave 50,000, and by the way, somebody has done that already, haven't even taken up the offering yet. Somebody has already given 50,000 straight off. 100 people gave uh, four, eight give 50, 200 give two, or 500 people said, you know what, I'm going to believe God to give $1,000. I'm going to believe that because I'm in unity with what God's doing at Global Heart Church. I'm going to step up. Listen, we are going to hit that goal and we're going to continue to be the head and not the tail at Global Heart Church and do what God has called us to do and to help people. Do you know the weakest of us become strong when we were united? Say that again. The weakest of us become strong when we're united. Unity does not mean, by the way, sameness. It means oneness of purpose. And through our giving, we come together in oneness of purpose. And boy, are we chipping away, hello, at uh, things that have been hard in days gone by that will cause us and cause you to impact people's lives right around the world. And uh, here's another thought. We can work alone, but when we work together in kingdom purpose, we win both now and in the generations to come. And when you trust God with your finances, listen to this. This is what I learned over the years. I just thought, what were the four things I've learned through trusting God in my finances? Trust frees you. Trust frees you. Not just general trust, but trusting God. It frees you. And as Sue and I began to trust God, both from broken childhoods, broken backgrounds, we learned, okay, this is all new for us, but Lord, help us to trust you now. And as we trust us, this freedom we've not experienced began to come because you're trusting the creator of the universe. He's the one who made the whole deal. He's the one who made you and knows you. And you're actually saying, Lord, I'm trusting you. In actual fact, you made me so it's kind of, why wouldn't I? So when you trust God, he frees you. Trust brings peace. Wow, trust brings peace. When I put God first in that area, and Sue and I do it in the area of our finances, trust brings peace to your life. Lord, I'm trusting you. Trust brings life. You're needing life. Anybody needing an injection of life? Every day I need a new injection of life. Lord, year and a half from 60, I need an injection. <laughs> but trust brings life, everybody. And it'll bring life to your soul. You can be 17 and be dry and feel like you're 70. But when you start to trust God, uh, I was like that at 18, I think. It was pretty, you know. Began to trust the Lord and God begins to bring life to you. Trust grows you. Trust grows you. When you trust as a Christian God in the area of your finances in this area, it actually begins to grow you spiritually, begins to mature you, begins to grow you as a believer. It begins to grow you as a believer. You begin to experience and understand things that were distant to you or that you had no understanding of. It begins to grow you and you begin to have understanding that you did not have before as uh, you begin to trust God in the area of your giving in Jesus' name. Everybody, unity is so important. And uh, together, hello, together, we are doing something so powerful. Matthew 18, 19 says, actually, I'll go back to Isaiah. Sorry, guys. Isaiah 54. Let's go there. This is us right now. Enlarge the place of your tent, Global Heart Church. Do not hold back. Stretch wide your tent curtains. Don't hold back anything. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Right? Look at your foundations. Look at your, your pillars. Strengthen everything. But you're going to spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in the desolate cities. 
Wow. But we're telling us God's going to send people out, and he's saying to us at Global Heart Church, certainly that's our name, by the way, Global Heart, is that God is saying, listen, I'm going to use this team here to touch nations. And firstly, touch Australia. That's why now we've gone to Melbourne, so that we are west and east. I love God because he gets us to come here. I went to go to Melbourne years ago. I really thought strongly about Melbourne, and God goes, go to Perth. And so shut the door to Melbourne. And then I got here and saw Scarborough Beach and Collisville and said, Yea, Lord, thou servant shall do your will. <laughs> your servant heareth, I shall be called to Collisville Beach. Amen. And I did see St. Kilda too, to be honest. And I said, yeah. Don't tell Pastor Eli. But, uh, but, you know, we're called to stretch out. And we're called to raise up leaders. We're called to raise up influencers who will help people, broken people, and uh, help those who cannot help themselves. There's something incredibly profound and privileged about helping people who can't help themselves. And really bringing the gospel right now on planet Earth is that. And uh, people don't know what to do. There's fear on the, on the, on the, on the nations and uh, distrust and everything else. And yet, for those of us who walk with the Lord for you know, whatever period of time, but especially for those who've got longevity, you know, well, walking and trusting in God is the greatest thing. So let's enlarge everybody. Parents, you don't know what God's going to do with your children. Grandparents, you don't know what God's going to do with your children, but definitely we as the parents have a part in that. What Sue and I have stepped up and said, okay, we don't want to do this. We don't want to sacrifice, but all right, (laughs) we will. In Jesus' name. Well, then we watched what... You know, when we go through the ribbon, our children go through the ribbon. If you stay this side, I'm not going in that running race. I'm not going in that. Maybe your kids won't run. Maybe they'll never do a lap. Maybe they'll never get to the destiny that God sees at the end of the, the runway. So we've got to say, hang on a minute. I've got to run my Christian life in such a way that my kids are getting set up. By the way, if you bring your children to Friday night services, thank you, everybody. Everybody who has their children in Friday night services, you are helping your children go to destiny. You're teaching them God's house is first. You're teaching them that, that we stretch for the kingdom of God. You're teaching them that we ignore winter for the kingdom of God. When, parents, when you do that, you are helping our team to help position your children for their destiny. Thank you for helping position your children for their destiny. Thank you when you do that. And actually, let me just, let me just touch on that for a minute too. Can I just encourage everybody? Through the winter months at Global Heart Church, we've always been this church of honor. We've just, it's in our DNA, it's in our culture to honor. Can I encourage everybody in winter right now? We're heading into winter more. Can I just say to everybody, just work. If you're in the 9 a.m. service, work to be here at 8.30. Just have a spirit of honor. Think 8.30 is when I go to church for 9 o'clock. Not I go to church for 9 o'clock at 9 or 10 past. You know? go, let, if we all think I'm going to honor God and be here at 8.30, get a coffee, say hi to a few people, steal your heart. Prepare your heart. Be prayed up before you hit the auditorium. If we do that together in, in unity, listen, there's such power in honoring God and being in your seat ready to worship the Lord before the service starts. There's power. And also, I want to encourage you, don't let the enemy trick you that people aren't watching your life. They watch you. Every believer is an example of something. Every believer is an example of something. And people are watching us. Can I encourage you? Be a sterling example of, I'm here. I honor. I build. These things are not little. My three boys would be the biggest rebels ever, coming from my Irish Catholic IRA background. 
<laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> that's, that's it. Guess what Sue and I had to do? We had to break that by going, okay, we honor, we're humble, we example, we want example to other Christians, put God first, be early, teach our boys, be early, God's worthy. The Queen of England's here, we're early. He's the king of the universe, we're early. All of those things, everybody, you think it doesn't have an, an impact, but it has a huge impact. Mums and dads, you, but you can't give to your children what you still haven't yet conquered in honor yourself. You can't give it to your children. If you haven't yet conquered it, what walks in what Sue and I have chosen to do and what many of you have chosen, that will walk in your children and grandchildren. They're either going to have an increasing knowledge of God or they're not. And we've been singing about generations, but to do that, there's practicals. Some of us are so spiritual, I just pray, I just pray. That's not enough. It's pray and do. Pray and do. Pray and do. It's pray and do. Pray and speak. <laughs> speak to your children. Speak to your children. Pray and speak to your children. We're called as a family. We're called as a family. We're not doing that. We're doing this. In Jesus' name. Um, Matthew 18. Again, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. The Bible talks about agreement. This is agreement when we give into the heart for the house offering. You come into agreement, and God's like, angels, check this church out. These people are coming into agreement. Psalm 133 says so powerfully. It's such a powerful psalm. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments. It's like the Jew of Hermon. Wow. Descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commands the blessing, life forevermore. You know, the Bible's saying right here that, it's actually saying, it's like a proclamation, behold. <laughs> it's not like, oh, this is nice. It's behold, everybody. It's like, get a huge understanding. I'm declaring that it's incredible when brethren, brothers and sisters at our local church, here, dwell together in unity. It's that, and the psalmist actually says, it's like the precious oil upon the head running down to the bed. That precious oil they're talking about was in the Middle East. They used to put an anointing oil on people's heads when they would arrive as a guest. And it was like to refresh you from your journey and uh, to anoint you. And it had a beautiful smell. And it was a welcoming smell. And, uh, and so he, he's actually talking about that. And he's saying, when you get into unity, that Middle Eastern anointing oil that refreshes and smells so beautiful and uh, touches, you know, even the home, every part of it, but the person particularly, he's saying when you get into unity, that's the, it's just like that. That's the anointing that comes on you. This precious, fragrant anointing that blesses and refreshes and it's rare. And in Exodus, actually, Exodus 30, for the Bible-loving uh, Old Testament people, it talks about that oil was not to be imitated. So interesting. Verse 22, that oil was not to be imitated, which reminds us that when you get into unity as a church, and Jesus is coming back for his church, loves his church, Revelation 7 led us to local churches, he's actually saying there's an anointing in unity that's unique for every church. It will not be imitated it's fresh and it's, it's, it's new to you. 
and the anointing for that house. Then it goes down and says, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, coming down upon the edge of his priestly robes. Wow. I was saying this anointing oil um, that's coming on Aaron, and the name's Aaron, is actually saying it's a consecration oil. Aaron was a high priest, and, it's, and now the Bible says to us, we are the priesthood of all believers in the New Testament. That's the Old Testament. Every person is a believer now. And the Bible says this anointing oil that comes from unity sets you apart, consecrates you. Many of us, none of us, many of us, not everybody, didn't know each other when God called us to Global Heart Church. I didn't know Spencer. I didn't know John and Donna. I didn't know Dave and Cindy. Didn't know all of our team. And then come together, God calls us to a place, to a city, to a house, to a church, to a people. And then as we in unity love and serve and give, anointing comes on us. And suddenly we're set apart and you're going, hang on a minute, we're all meant to be together. Because the Holy Ghost has set you apart through, cons- through unity. You've now got this consecration. Everybody, God wants to set you apart <laughs> for his purpose in your own life. But then also bring you through the unity into this anointing oil of consecration where we're set apart for the call of God. So then God calls us to go and touch nations. He calls us to go and currently rescue 1,200 children nearly in Rwanda, who right now have, Rwanda's gone back, by the way, everybody, to year, they're back 20, 30 years of where they're at. They're not running in the programs they were running for the children. They're now just trying to feed them because of all the lockdowns. It's getting better now, but it's so difficult around the world. But he called us together and says, hey, love on these children. Help these children have school, education, food, etc., etc. Help people in our community. Help people in need in our community. So that, this is super, this is huge. God's actually saying when you're in unity as a church, there's a consecration anointing on you. And it's holy and it's special. That's when we kind of don't understand. And you see Christians, they go, oh, I'm in this church now. Oh, yeah, I go to that church. I'm at that church. You're not getting it. It's just a lack of understanding that it's in the unity. There's a consecration to God's house and to his kingdom. And God says, I anoint you. And then together you fulfill my purpose in Jesus' name. That's incredible. So God's saying, according to the brotherly love, sisterly love and unity, and indeed through building my house and giving and serving together, he's saying, now I'm going to put a consecration anointing on you. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know, there's like what, there's an anointing on you. You know, it's, this, it's, it's, it's to do what you're doing and to be where you are. And you know, look, I, I love people, but it's actually, it's not really the love. It's actually the anointing. It's, this is because it's God's house is supernatural. God's calling is supernatural. And by the way, your calling and consecration are hidden beyond the veil of service and giving. Your calling and consecration are hidden. There's a veil you can't see. And uh, it's the veil of service and giving. And then as you do go through the veil of service and giving, you're like, oh, well, I didn't see this for 20 years. Now I do. Now I do. All right. <laughs> I thought it was coming out of heaven then. I thought... The Lord's really backing me this morning. Wow. <laughs> couple of thoughts everywhere. A couple of last thoughts. Listen, God, once again, has a clause in Psalm 133. There's a, there's a clause here. Like he's saying, he's saying you as a Christian can believe for blessing, right? 
It's a good thing to believe for blessing. Anybody believe for blessing? It's good. Believe for blessing, speak blessing, but you can't command blessing. You can't command blessing. And God in this psalm has a clause of, if you come into unity right now, again with Global Heart Church, where I've called you and placed you, and with what I've put on the, the menu to sow in and finance, God says, I command the blessing life forevermore on you and the generations that follow you. Whoa. God says, I command the blessing. Not speak one. I command it on you, your children, their children, and the generations that follow when you're in unity. That's why the devil works day and night to break up marriages, works day and night to break up families, because he knows the blessing of unity. God's oil here is based on connectivity. If you're connected, the blessing flows. If you break the connectivity, this is actually saying to us, it stops the flow. You see people who are out of fellowship, away from the Lord. You, you just know, and you love them to bits, but there's a whole missing component of blessing because the blessing and the anointing is in the connection and the unity. Last part of the verses there too, it talks again that this, the blessing and the anointing that God brings, he says it's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. Do you know in history, uh, Mount Hermon, people would go and, and even the people who live on the hills, they would put up their tents or live in their tents at night and there were particular seasons throughout the year when their tents would catch so much dew that history records there'd be this weight of water in the tents and they would have drinking water from the tent but it came from the dew because the dew on Mount Hermon was so copious and so so rich so God's actually saying to us again listen when you're in in unity the anointing I'm going to bring is like the dew of Hermon it's going to be thick it's going to be copious and they used, and just how the wilderness of Israel, so much of it was a wilderness in, and on the mountain of wilderness, but suddenly there'd be green shoots of life and the dew would fertilize the small plants and everything would start to grow. Jesus saying, even in your heart and life, I'm going to quicken the dry spots. Even in your heart and life where there's wilderness today, God says, when you're in unity, it's like the dew of Hermon. When you're in unity through your, your loving, your giving, your serving, it's like the Jew of Hermon. Something heavy from heaven is going to come on you. The touch of God is going to rest on you. And it's going to begin to fertilize your heart, fertilize your spirit, reinvigorate, uh, revegetate. Maybe once you were flourishing and you were green, God said, I'm going to revegetate that area of your life. It's going to begin to grow and flourish in Jesus' name. So the dry life that you may have experienced up to this point, God says, not only am I going to revive it, I'm actually going to cause it to multiply. And the greenness and the freshness and the coolness. How nice was yesterday, the afternoon, just this cool, sweet afternoon. God says, I want to bring that to your life, this coolness, this freshness, this liberty when you're walking in my plan. And when, as I said before, it's not equal sacrifice, it's equal giving. We're saying, Lord, what's my part? And God goes, wow, unity. Angels, check out here. Check out this Christian. Check out Global Heart Church. They're in unity here. Let the Jew of Hermon be on their life. 
that the weighty dew of refreshing and revitalization and uh, blessing in those wilderness areas, maybe that they've had for years, maybe on their children, their grandchildren. Let, let it come alive in their children and grandchildren. Let it come alive in Jesus' name. And uh, I want to encourage everybody, that dry life that you had, wow, that stops today. <laughs> that dry life stops today. God doesn't want us having a dry life. He wants your life alive, free, full of hope, full of peace, full of freshness. I said on Friday night, I'm a year and a half from 60, but I'm like 21. You guys just can't see it due to a lack of faith. <laughs> but I meet some people who are 21 and they're like 60. I meet people who are 31, they're like 70. Then I meet 70 year olds and I'm like, my gosh, some of our 70 and 80 year olds in this church, you've got to keep up with them. You've got to keep up with some of you 70 and 80 year olds at Global Heart Church. They don't miss a beat. Maxine, how old are you, Maxine? Can I tell church? 83. You are such a blessing. Maxine, always serving. Oh, is he 83? And I looked over Friday night, all the praise is going, the young people are going crazy. And I look over and here's Maxine going crazy. <laughs> no, she's praising the Lord, worshiping the Lord. What's your excuse? Come on, Maxine, give Maxine a big hand. Well done. Refreshing. <laughs> Refreshing. She's got the Jew of Hermon all over her. You might need to get near her at coffee time and get some of the Jew of Hermon off Maxine on your life. Everybody, we're doing something great. We're in miracle territory. Can I encourage you? Come with us in the miracle journey. Can I encourage you? Come with us. Join with us in this miracle journey. You'll be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your grandchildren will be blessed. You'll have a few fights. The devil doesn't like it. He doesn't want it to happen. He doesn't let it happen easily. But we need some determined Christians as well. Can I encourage you? Don't sit down. Get up. Get up. Get up. Pray. <laughs> Point your weapon forward. <laughs> Not at other people. <laughs> Lord, fix him. Fix her. No. Point your weapon forward. Get up. Tell your children, as for me and my household, we're serving the Lord. As for me and my household, we're serving the Lord. As for me and my household, we're serving the Lord. We are called as a family. Come on. As for me and my household, we're serving the Lord. Come on. As for you and your household, we are serving the Lord. Can somebody give the Lord a great amen? Come on. Give the Lord a great amen. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.